Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Disney Geeks, the podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Rod, and I'm here with... Carolyn. And today, we are talking about the usually forgotten. People don't ever talk about Indiana Jones and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Well, until this week, it was the final installment, but now it is the fourth installment. Yes, which is wild to me that... I get it. Lucasfilm is having a good resurgence right now with like Star Wars. So they're like, why not? Let's bring it out of the wood. Yeah, but also Harrison Ford is like 80. I understand the man loves this character, but he's not he's not action level like anymore. It's like he now is who and Sean Connor is probably in his like 50s or 60s when they did The Last Crusade. I don't know how old he was. But he's, like, now at the age that, like, he should be the father and, like, be the the bumbling person on the adventure. Not the person leading the adventures. I was going to say, I mean, he does do one of those roles of this. Just not the bumbling whatever. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, when they said they were making a fifth one, I was like, do we not remember that, like, Force Awakens was halted for, like, a good, like, two months because Harrison Ford broke his hip or something like that? Or broke a leg. Yeah, and that was like 10 years ago? Yeah, it was 20, yeah, 2017 when that movie came out. So filming would have been like 2016. Yeah, so he was like 70 then. <laughs> I, I, pre- I appreciate his dedication to this character, but I am not seeing the new one Rod has. Uh, I am fine with spoilers, so there might be like spoilers in this episode. If you haven't seen the new one and don't want to be spoiled, this is your warning. Uh, go back after you've seen it. But I don't mind if things get spoiled for me. But yeah, I just like I guess we can talk about our memories now. But this one came out in like 2008, so this is like 20 years ago. So he was like in his like 60s, and you know he like he was he was still like at the time we're like oh he's such an old man I'm, like he was still like, old to move pretty. But this one came out when I was in high school. I remember seeing it because that was like the heyday of like Transformers. Shia LaBeouf was. He was the hot commodity. He was the hot commodity. He was like the next big thing. He'd done, yeah, Transformers. He'd done that movie Disturbia. And then he was in this. And you could tell that they were trying to like reboot the franchise. But I don't think it was well received. And I remember seeing this in the theater like once. I honestly don't think I've seen it more than once. I'm pretty sure I saw it in the theater. It was like, okay, this is what it is. I don't particularly like it. I remember thinking the alien twist was so weird and not Indiana Jones. And again, you know, like 15, 16 at the time. But I just remember being like, meh, I'm going to go watch the old ones that I like. Like, oh, they're better. <laughs> That's fair. I am in the same boat where I remember seeing it once being like, what the heck is this? This is Indiana Jones fan fiction. And moving on with my day, because I remember, I remember when theaters on it. I just remember who I was with. I think it was my dad, and then listening to my dad. But yeah, I just remember seeing it being like this Indiana Jones fan fiction, and we're just gonna pretend this movie never existed. And when, because there was a point where I was collecting because Disney Plus existed, I had literally every single Disney DVD and associates. Like I was having like trailers. I gave her, you know, The Incredibles, all the Incredibles. Oh my god. The Incredible Hulk, like I had all these DVDs, so I bought the Indiana Jones ones, but I only bought one through three. So that's why I've been like so 
dreading to see this one again because I did not have fond memories. So what would you, What? how many adventure hats would you give it based on your memory? Based on my memories, I would give it like a five out of 10 because I'm like, at least, you know, Harrison Ford did the job. He did what he was supposed to. It's not his fault. Big script writers were like aliens. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be about a five because it. I remember it being like, you know, a fun time, but just not super memorable, but not like the worst movie I'd ever seen. It's just there. And it will probably continue to be there. As much as I will say that and swings a little bit of like my review at the end, but I did enjoy this one. So little little excited for it this time around. It's not as horrible as uh, Temple of Doom. There you go. <laughs> Which I do love. I have to say this. I went away on a trip the other week and after we talked about not watching Temple of Doom anytime soon somehow we ended up on one of those movie channels and it was showing Raiders and so I got to see the beginning of Temple of Doom again I'm like ha in what in what universe does this happen I literally said I don't know when I will ever watch this movie again lo and behold I mean listen you saw the best part you saw them out there Chinese chasing and somehow, you know, surviving their dance to the mountain. We got to, to live that beautiful cinematic moment all over again. I got to avoid the really traumatizing stuff. Exactly. <laughs> get, exactly. Yeah, because it was about the time they got to the palace and we switched to something else. But Well, I will say, um, and spoiler alert, skip like 30 seconds if you haven't seen the movie or whatever. Um, she does make mention to the Temple. Like, that's the only one that he makes reference to, like, directly in the fifth one. And I'm like, Why? He's like climbing up rocks and he's like, yeah, his you know, goddaughter was like climbing a lot faster. And she's like, why are you going so slow? He's like, I'm just thinking like how much I've had to go through. He's like, you've never had to drink the blood of Polly. You've never had to have voodoo used against you. He's like, why do I get myself in this situation? Of all the things that they could refer back to. Yeah, I'm like, you could have referenced, I don't know, being like, I, have, I don't even know, trapped somewhere. Like having having to run after like a boulder chasing you or jumping and like things darts being like blown at you from an ancient temple. No, you have to talk about how to talk about the blood, the blood of Kali, the blood of Kali. <laughs> oh, of course. OK, so we'll just kick this thing off. So this movie takes place in 1957. So roughly so. 1930 so roughly like 20-ish years after the events of the last crusade and it starts with uh i do appreciate this about this scene is i once you get a little later into the movie i think the cinematography changed a little bit but especially in this like first part of the movie it felt like they did the cinematography intentionally to look older and once we kind of get to the hangar i feel like it changes a little bit to like transition basically between the two time periods when they made the movie so i thought that was really cool but it starts off there you know there's caravan driving in the desert there's these um, youths that are wanting to race them and so the caravan um, pulls up to a facility big old big old gates government facility that's the word uh, i think it's supposed to be area 51 is where my interpretation of it is I don't think it's Area 51 solely because of uh, what happens later. Because it says Roswell. Oh, uh, well, they just call it 
at your 51. And so they go up and they're like, no one's allowed in because they're doing weapons testing today. And they're like, nope, we're going in. And they kill everyone. And we find out that these are uh, Russian. They're communists, right? They're part of the KGB. Yeah. So Russian communists, uh, Soviet agents, and they are led by Irina Sokolov. Don't get me started with her. Okay, I'm going to make you're going to appreciate this joke. In this scene in particular, I feel like being like Agatha and being like, that accent just really comes and goes. Like, she switches between Russian and then I'm like, and then I can hear you just being British. She was real. like, I feel like she was really struggling. Yeah, I didn't notice that as much, but she's forever hella in my mind. So it's just like, this is a subpar film, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, I just think of her as um, the evil stepmother in the library. Mm, that too she was such a good villain a lot yeah so this is just a subpar villain for Kate Blanchett but uh so they have kidnapped Indiana Jones and his partner George Mac McHale and they're like we need to infiltrate this hangar they're somewhere in Nevada in the desert doesn't know water and basically we find out that Dr. Jones is part of this excavation um, an alien corpse from the Roswell incident. Okay, they did. and so they want to find these the alien corpse because she's like an intelligence officer. So they think by collecting the skulls and getting their like hive mind, basically, that they'll be able to like know things because they're Russian spies and want to infiltrate everything. Well, I thought it was really cool that we made a reference back to the end of the first movie where, like, we're never gonna, like, I remember you and I had this whole conversation of, like, they could have done everything and on different adventures because of these different artifacts that are inside that hangar. And lo and behold. They do, yeah. But, I mean, we find out later that Indiana really doesn't have any idea of what it was because they were just kind of, like, pulled into this excavation mission and weren't really told much. So, all he really knows is that whatever is in the box they're looking for is highly magnetic. So that's how they locate the box in this massive hangar because there's so much stuff in there, which I'm sure if you, I'm sure they labeled some of the boxes like some pretty cool stuff. So it'd probably be fun to go look at those Easter eggs. But basically they pull the box out. They're all sort of exoskeleton with an egg and Aryan inside. And then Indiana tries to escape, but he is double-crossed by Mac, who is a double agent um, because the Russians pay very well. He's obsessed with demonies. But Indiana does manage to escape from the Russians in a lovely action sequence. One of the things about this movie, and this is the first, this movie could be a hell of a lot shorter if they just cut down on these action sequences that are so excessively long. I don't know why the others are like we talk about the first one how the the scene the action sequences were a little long. Yeah. Like I felt like the third one, like the last crusade just had I was a perfect amount of it. But like or at least like if they're going to do it, they change scenes, like they change areas so it doesn't feel like it's the same action scene. With the action sequences from Last Crusade, there's like character moments sprinkled into them. So it's like when they're chasing on the boat, it's like you have Indy and Elsa yelling at each other when he and his dad are escaping. There's banter between them. When they're doing the tank fight, it's like there's these like splits with the different characters and character moments. So they're they're like action sequences, but they feel broken up better than this, where it's like 
beat action beat action beat action not so much with the character moments in between yeah and it happens a lot in this movie where i'm just like this it's we like i would look at him if we're still in this action sequence so like with the hanger i'm like i get it it's cool because it's like the boxes and everything but i'm like oh my god we've been doing this for like i looked at my was like we're almost like 10 minutes in this action sequence like why it's excessively long for no reason yeah, the intro part is very long. They spend a lot of time like with their banter and then the action sequence. And I hundred percent was like tuning out during most of the action sequences. Like I pay attention to the part they're fighting again. Yeah, cool. <laughs> but he escapes to a little model town, and when he realizes that they're going to be testing the bomb, so Indiana jumps into a fridge and somehow survives an atomic bomb um they specifically made sure that you saw that it said lead so that's our okay it makes sense yes but also like he's just holding it shut how would he not have flown out like fridges are not deadlocked on the inside (laughs) so i don't know how but also i would like to think only because of the fact that we're a couple weeks away from that movie that it's um oppenheimer so clearly we're just like the canyon event has to happen uh yes but uh after that happens he is picked up by the fbi who interrogate him and they're like well you're a person of interest because mac is clearly a russian spy and you spent a lot of time in russia with him and then that even that general or that person comes in and is like no no he's cool they're like well he's got our eye on him so Yep, Indy goes back to teaching at Marshall College where he is informed by the dean that he has been placed on an indefinite leave of absence, but don't worry, he'll still get paid so he can go on all his adventures. At least they at least they explained it this time where you and I were like, how how? How did he There is the line where he's like, It's part time. Yeah, that's yeah, when he said that I was like, Oh, answered our question that we that we had the last part. Yeah, I was like, okay, that's like uh, that's pretty clever to put that in there. Um, and so because he is on an indefinite leave of absence, he's like, well, I'm going to go over to Europe and see if I can like get some teaching gigs over there. But then as he is on his way out on the, the train, a young greaser, Mutt Williams, approaches him and, you know, is like, I knew this former colleague of yours, Harold Oxley. And he found a crystal skull in Peru um, before he was abducted along with Mutt's mom and all the grumpy banter between, like... He's so aggressive. Like, that is the only thing that I'm like, what? Like, I mean, we find out later who his mother is. I'm like, what ship on your shoulder do you have? Like, you have to act like the world is against you. I'm so confused. They just, they wanted to have a young, rebellious kid. I'm going to let them dump the old man. Just bring back, oh no, I forget his name. Sure round. Sure round. Bring back sure round. You want a grumpy old kid? Just bring back sure round. Yeah, that would have been perfect. He's like in his 20s. Uh, actually, that would have been that would have been so cute. Just have him come back and be like, like this thing happened. I need you to come help me. And then take a reunit. Missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. But they were trying to reboot the franchise with the young Indiana Jones and it failed. Yup. Hardcore failed. And I say that at this point, uh, because, oh, and Mutt's uh, mom sent him a letter 
which uh, it was all kind of a ploy by the Russians because they wanted Indiana to decode it. So at this point, uh, Mutt and Indy are being chased by the Soviets through, I don't know where Marshall College is. It looks like someplace east. I think they said Michigan. Me, no, no. It looks like it looks like the East Coast, but Connecticut. It's in Connecticut. It's in Connecticut. Wow. Okay. Oh, then well, then that would make sense on why he's like taking the train to. I mean, you can take the train anywhere to New York. It still makes sense why he would take the train from Connecticut to New York and not. Uh, no. Yeah. So they run through Connecticut on Matt's bike, fighting the Soviets, and then they. I think they go back to Indy's house. They go to Sun House and they're decoding the letter and they realize that they have to go to Peru to begin to look for the the temple, the thing for the crystal skull. I was going to say, I did like a reference that they made to the last crusade. Not in this particular scene when you go back to the house when they originally are in the house when he gets fired about how he's like, yeah, we lost a lot of people. We lost Dad. We lost Marcus. We're like, e- um, that's like, oh. And then him just like staring at his dad's photo the whole time, just uh, like we're being so like, oh, I know. Thankfully, they explained that because at one point I was like, I was say I don't remember Marcus coming back, but they because when the dean first showed up, I was like, they didn't recast Marcus, did they? And then I'm sad, and I'm sad he died, <laughs> but at least he didn't get recast, right? So this is true, and that's when I get, I like, I feel like it's slightly sad about it. Like oh, he gets a new sidekick or a new like person every single movie like i get that it's like blind itch but i'm still like man like wish there was a little bit it's my only small gripe because i wish there was a little bit more consistency of like who traveled with him like if he had like that sidekick yeah but saul is not there in he's only in the first one and he's in the third one and then he's there for like 10 minutes in the bit well that silly needs a short round buddy he didn't see the short round, buddy. That would have been cute. They just kept short round the whole time. Right? Indy, you're my best friend. And he adopted him, and it'd be so cute. Missed opportunity. Recast, redo. Dude, all again. You know what? Go back in time. This is, you know what? <laughs> That's what Dan You should have been. You went back in time, and he's like, hey, we're going short round back, and we're just doing this all over again. <laughs> yes. Yes. 100%. <laughs> But when they get to Peru, they uh, find carvings that Oxley has made in a cell, which lead them to the grave of Francisco de Elaret. Out of Bonobo. He's like a conquistador that was there during uh, the 1500s. There you go. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Okay, so I wanted to call him Francisco de la Renta, but I knew that's not right. All of the Hispanic themes. We're just not going to try that one thing out. It leads them to uh, his grave where they uh, fight off people who are protecting it. I'm assuming they are Aztec descendants because uh, we're in Peru and that's where the aliens are kind of are. But they wear these like bone masks and shoot poison darts. Yeah, they, they're stealthy little people. Like they appear and then they're gone in like two seconds. I was like, okay. Yeah, they're crazy, but they uh, get past them and they find the grave and they find the crystal skull. So as they are leaving the grave, though, they are captured by the Soviets and taken to their camp, which is located in the Amazon. There uh, they are. In the, he's not really like tortured, but basically 
Irina explains the whole like she does the I'm the villain of explaining my evil plot to you. Yeah, like we found this alien, the crystal skull, and we have to like take it back to get their like hide mind consciousness and Well, she's trying to like mind control the entire world, basically. Which she because they say this at the beginning of the movie, but it's never discussed again. I think they were trying to allude that she can read minds and control people's minds. Yes. She does that thing in the beginning where she like, you know, very hard men to read Dr. James. And I'm like, well, maybe because you're not as bad. Yeah. And they, yeah, she does something like kind of funky. Yeah. So yeah, I think they like she might have some sort of like, that's what they're alluding to, but they don't really go, like you said, they don't really go anywhere with it. But also in this part, uh, she's like, you know, F looked into the eyes of it and he's gone like crazy basically because now it like talks to him and tells him things and so they want indiana to look into it so he can know too and then he's like well why don't you and she's like it's like well we tried but it doesn't like want to talk to everyone basically so ox is kind of loopy kind of crazy and so they need indiana to connect to the skull so they can connect to so they can like figure out where to go but also in the camp um they are reunited with mutt's mom who we find out is marion ravenwood okay here's the other going back to when he first meets mutt he goes my mother's name is marion like marion williams you know her and he's like no i and so that's why i was like are you kidding me like i would i would have asked like she has sort of curiosity being like, what's your mother's maiden name? Because Marion, like, if you had a very important Marion in your life, if you ask, I mean, Marion's not that common of a name. Maybe it was back then, but then we also find out that they were about to have a pretty significant thing happen in their life. And so, yeah, I agree. It's interesting. But then, yeah, he's like, Marion? And he's like, that's your mom? And it's this whole thing. Um, and then they eventually try and <laughs> escape um the camp but they fall into it's not quicksand i can remember what's called like stinking sand basically and so ox runs off to get help which he just ends up bringing the soviets back um mutt runs off to get something to pull them out which is a snake um but because they, because they think that they're gonna die marion is like oh mutt's your son couple things one i get why she would have been like he's your son i thought we were gonna die but also, like, I'm with Indiana Jones. Find something else. I don't care if you're pretending. Like, no. Also, Snake would have 1,000% bit either Mutt or Indiana for yanking it. And that's why I say no. No means no. No, Snake. No. No, thank you. Uh-uh. Like, I would have been like, I'm dying. Like, I'm either going to die from a snake or I'm going to die from quicksand. I don't know which one's worse. Also, just the way the sand pits look, like, they're just so fake looking. I hate it so much with the scene. I mean, let's not get started on the CGI in this movie. I get that it was made in the like, late <laughs> 2000s, but it looked like once upon a time CGI. Yeah, no, it was rough. But uh, for a practical effect, I was like, ah, come on. You and you can clearly tell there's like a hole and they're standing on something. And not, I'm not I'm not feeling peril in this moment. But uh, yes, so they now have been recaptured by the Soviets and are heading to the mythical city of Akator. And again, this is, you know, 
they they have a whole another action beat. Oh, before before they info dump everything about Mary in, in Indiana. Like they're in the back and they're just like arguing about like you left me. Well, we were gonna get married and you chickened out. And they were gonna work. You never communicated. Yes. And Mutt's like, he's not my dad. He's easily done. You see Richard. You were a child. I say also, I wanna know when the supposed marriage was gonna be happening because there's literally like I think a year between I'm gonna look at this again. There's like two years between Raiders and the Last Crusade. So when was all of this was that supposed to happen in those two years? Well, I mean, I couldn't understand if like because they had had a relationship before that they like decided to get married and like maybe like six months after. But then I'm like, okay, he didn't finish school. So he didn't finish school, you're gonna force a twenty one year old to go back to school. I I'm confused. You know, so I was like, You're gonna go back to school. You told me not to Michelle, you wouldn't tell me no. And that's fine if you wanted to work on bites for the rest of my life. Which, that also drives me nuts because she explains, like, my explains, is like, I like to read. I'm, like, a good academic. But, like, I just don't want to. Okay, that just sounds like being a bratty teenager. Which, I'm like, you're not a teenager. You're in your early 20s. Which means that you're just a really annoying young. Uh, yeah. He is a really annoying. He, he doesn't really add anything to this. He doesn't. I mean, I'll give him credit. There are moments where he like helps out, and he's like pretty, he's pretty dang. There's this ancient sequence where he like swings like Tarzan. I don't know why. Why was no needed? Yeah. So basically, they're in route, and they're able to retake the skull from the Soviets, and you know, escape in this big action sequence, which is yeah, just it's so ridiculous. I was like, what the. He's not Tarzan. He's not Tarzan. No, and then they have the I I mean I will give I will give like the it's cool the crystal skull can command like like animals are afraid of it. But also yeah. like huge, huge ants. Like I've never no, no. Just because we're in Peru does not mean that there are like gigantic things we've never heard of before. Right? Uh they're like the biggest killer ants to like ever exist. And they're just like to eat people. And it's it's not it's not pretty. It's not pretty, but yeah. Uh, I'm thinking this is the mummy. That she just the mummy. <laughs> if I wanted to see critters eating things, bug critters, I would watch the mummy. Okay. Exactly. Where it makes sense apparently. <laughs> we sent that lore out. This one denies the lore out. Ancient Egypt, Arabs, like, sure. Peru giant big old ants flesh eating ants nobody nobody said that was in the lore yeah nobody nobody told us where was the memo the the skull can do a lot of interesting things and it listens to ox i'm like but this is when because they've got like the water type boat so they end up in a in a river with several waterfalls and i just love ox is like there's three of them, and then they'll like, go down. It happens in three years. Yeah, and then they, they go down one, and then they're all like, it happens in threes. It happens in threes. And then at, how they all survive coming down these, like, waterfalls, I don't understand. I, yeah. Or I say, oh, and at some point during all of this, like, action stuff, Mac was like, no, I was just pretending with them. Blah, 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 blah. I'm on your side. I don't know why they decided to trust him again, but. As we learned, Indiana Jones does not make the smartest decision. He's kind of like, I feel like he's like distracted now that Marion's there. Yeah. As we, again, as we learned with Elsa, she doesn't make, he trusts people way too willing. 
he does. I, I don't understand. It's like a, it's a big massive character flaw for someone who has been betrayed a lot in his life. I, how the man? I don't understand how the man does not have trust issues. No, I mean we saw in the first one he was a lot more cautious. So what did you not? You were super cautious in Raiders, but like all these other instances, you're like, I trust you. Yeah, we've been friends for years. You were totally just a double agent, triple agent. I don't know, quadruple agent. Yeah, he goes him a triple agent at one point. So I'm like, I trade. <laughs> just super confusing. Super terrible. Super confusing. But they survive going down three massive waterfalls, and they are able to locate a rock formation that leads them to Akator, which looks like a, bi- a big old skull. Which is also stupid. So you're telling me you have to go down the three waterfalls just to go back up one of them? Well, it's like I think I think it was like under the waterfall. I don't know. It looked like it was, like, you could have just been like, oh, let's get the car. Like, I mean, I knew you wouldn't have been able to see it, no, but I'm just like, I'm like, if you know that that's how you can get into the city, wouldn't you just... It looked like it was at the bottom of it, but, so they go in, and we find out throughout this part that uh, Mac has been dropping little, like, tracking devices along the way, so you know that he's not on their side, Uh, but they go into Actor and... Like, the idea of people hiding in walls that you can't see is a good concept. But it's not like there looks like there's little, like, tunnels leading to those little holes. It's like they just hang out on the holes. So how do they survive? It's not like they know these people are coming on this day at this time. And they can just, like, hop in. I don't know. Oh, because I would like to think that, like, that's a city. city. Society. It's so flourish and everything. But, like, you're right. How? How? Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't want to say alien magic, but... Magic. Ugh. But uh, they basically go through there, and the people that live at the temple are guarding the temple. I don't know. Uh, they chase them, but again, Ox uses the alien skull, because that was, like, basically the explanation of the aliens is they were, like, the deity that ancient people, like, worshipped, and they helped their cities flourish and they gave technology and all of that kind of like the eternals she and her marvel reference did <laughs> sorry it's just popped up your brain we find more references i get that and the eternals look at us go oh i know look at us go uh but basically uh, they when off uh them that he has the skull they kind of like back away and they go up to the obelisk and they figure out how to make it rise and then they go into there it's like kind of like a temple but basically they find a whole trove of artifacts from all of these different centuries um, and it leads them to it looks kind of like a, a, a temple room but we see that there are 13 crystal skeletons from all of the aliens and one of them is missing the skull oh no one of the things that is a really i think it's kind of dumb about this whole plot thing besides besides aliens is that he so ox had done all of this except getting into the temple so he had researched gone to like conquistador's grave grabbed a school found the city went to the city and then went huh i can't get in and this is also making me go crazy so i just reverse and put everything back I mean, I, again, I get that he's crazy now, but wh- what? That doesn't make sense to me. Why would I go back into the original grave, whatever? 
I would have just held on to it or hid it somewhere else other than hiding it inside of, I don't know. It's just, that didn't make sense. Well, he like knew the Soviets were after it. So he, and they were after him. So that was why he probably took it back. It seems like a lot. I, I get it. Um, so at this point, the Soviets show up and Irina is like, tell me everything. Tell me everything. Hive mind. And so she puts the the skull back in on the headless skeleton and basically it's it's the lost one has returned type thing. So they grant them one wish um or one reward. And so she wants to know everything. And then this is when their alien ship starts to wake up, I guess. Somehow. Opens, yeah, an interdimensional portal and they get sucked down. So like Indy and everyone are escaping. And at some point during all of this, all of the skeletons combine and reanimate into an actual alien um who transfers so much knowledge to Irina that uh it kills her like burns her eyes and then blows them her brain basically. Yeah, pretty much. Um and so as the spaceship is taking off to go to wherever it's gonna go, the whole temple is disintegrating. Mac, who all this whole time has been trying to like steal stuff, is pulled into the interdimensional portal and then basically Indy and crew end up on the top of the ruins and the flying saucer just flies off. This is where it just got weird. Like, I could have just, I can't even let the alien thing go if they had just left it as, like, a skeleton thing. Or maybe, like, I don't know, maybe something mystical happened, but not a spaceship. Right. Like, it's not, not where, and then Lass is suddenly, like, okay, or sorry, I keep saying is suddenly like sane again and is like oh they're just going to an interdimensional portal what yeah it it like this part was where i'm just like okay i i couldn't go along with the aliens came at some point i mean obviously they like would have had a ship i'm like but then it reanimating i'm like it just that was the part where it just gets weird and you're like you i don't know what else they could have done but we either it, like because again we we learn that there is mysticism in Indiana Jones. Like there are things that like she just can't explain. So like I could I could get it. I could get into it a little bit. But it's just it's all thirteen of them turning into an alien again and then the spaceship taking and then the whole like the poor doesn't exist anymore. And so El Dorado doesn't exist anymore. Which I'm like I'm I don't understand. This is the other thing too. I don't understand why we've now switched the lore of El Dorado to be like something else. Like, ooh, El Dorado isn't gold, it's treasure. And for them, treasure is knowledge. And then we got to Wakanda, which is like Wakanda's El Dorado, but it's not like gold, it's vibranium. Why Why can't we just, why can't we just stick the original lore? Like, if you're going to do that, let's muck up a different place. Yeah, I don't know. It's It's interesting. Who knew that knowledge was gold, you know? Who knew? But this brings us to the end of our movie, which they go back to Connecticut. Uh, Indy is reinstated at the college. She is now the associate dean of the college. Hold on. I'm sorry. We established Indiana James has gone all the freaking time to go on these adventures. 
he's a part-time professor and you're going to make him the associate dean. You're going to give him a promotion. It's ti- it's a title only. I don't know. I mean, if it's title only, I like, I'm just thinking about the other professors. Like, if you're a full-time professor and you are like, oh, there's a position. And then you find out Indiana freaking Jones, who's never at work, gets it. I'd be, I'd be mad. I'd be mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same. But, you know, they, they gotta leave it all on a happy note. And so Indy and Marion get married. And the last kind of shot is the door's flat open. And the hat falls on the ground. And it falls in front of Mutt. And you think he's gonna put it on. Indy's like, nope, still mine. I remember when, that came, when the movie came out, they're like, that's symbolism that they're passing the torch on the Shia LaBeouf to be the new Indian engine. Nope. Then Shia LaBeouf turned into Shia LaBeouf. Well, the best way to put it. Yep. We did it. We went through the whole Indiana Jones franchise. Oh my gosh. Well, besides the new one, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Well, that one like just came out, so it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but that, I don't know. Like I said, the ending, it's, I guess I'll I'll start off with the favorite things and the not seeing great things. Like, I appreciated, it did feel very Indiana Jonesy. I did, like, like, the beginning parts of, like, having to go through the temple and, like, some of the action sequences. Like, they were still pretty cool. And I liked that they made a throwback to, like, that we forgot about. Like, that stuff was cool. And, like, like I said, some of the action sequences, very cool. I just can't get behind the aliens. Like they could have, they had so much to work with. There's so much. We've said this before. There's so much lore in the world. Why did you go? With, there was no reason you couldn't get any civilization, right? It is anything. Like if you're gonna kind of go that route and do something like really crazy, I don't know. Do like dragon, Loch Ness monster. Like, like there's so many like mythical creatures. Like. You know, if you want to dabble in mysticism a little bit more than the, like, Christian artifacts and those type of things, I don't know. I feel like for archaeology, it's like it just completely was like, we're going to go off the deep end. Um, I agree. Like, there are some, there's some fun moments. I, I like, I think, I think Ox is great. I know he's, like, crazy for most of the movie, but I just, I like him. He's a character. And then, yeah, like Harrison is just great as, as Indiana Jones. But yeah, I feel like the alien thing, it's like, it, it's pretty, it's like it's just out, out there. there. It's, it's, it's out there, even for Indiana Jones. And I just think, and like knowing kind of that the fifth line deals in like time travel, it's like we can go big. There's so many things in the world that it's like well this is kind of unexplained or this is this artifact that can do this thing and i'm like why did we go so far to the other side like i agree it does still feel like an indiana jones adventure which i like but i'm like gosh you just really especially like the last like five ten minutes of the movie it's just like what the actual <laughs> yeah and oh like i feel like if you wanted to do aliens like you could do it in a way where they don't open an interdimensional portal like that's the exactly. part where I, where I was just like we really just jump the shark here like yeah and they go from zero to 100 really quick like again the idea of finding an alien skull okay cool artifact bringing it back to the temple where it's at cool 
it should have been like you put the skull back and it becomes like something wrathful happens because like you brought the skull back but now well or still you know you could still do the you've returned you know the missing one here's your reward but just have kind of like you know with the um the last crusade where it was like choose the choose the chalice so it's like based on the kind of reward that you pick if your intentions are good then you know you get you get a pass from the the aliens who are who don't go back into their intervention but you can still do the you know if you had ill intentions and something bad happens if you choose poorly basically and it's like it just sucks because it's like i the aliens it seems they valued like the culture and the artifacts because they've collected so many things from all these different like eras and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. our ship takes off and now all of it's gone yeah i will say another thing that i really really liked about this movie is the return as much as i complained about whole in the first installment i do like this version of marion in the first iteration of marion she's not screaming it's all I remember is just her screaming his name over and over and over again while they're going through that like marketplace. That's all I remember. Yeah, I did like that she was back. Like, I thought that was good. But yeah. Well, with that being said, then after rewatching you, Carol, how many adventure hats would you get? Probably like a six. Bump it up just a little. It's not as bad as I remember. <laughs> but the ending just is just like, what about you? I'm going to bump it up to a seven. Like it's still not, you know, it's 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 okay. It's an average. It's an average movie. The ending, like I like you said, no, nope, just can't can't do it. Otherwise, it's a. I feel like it's a solid indie movie. I kind of wish we gave it less flack. I think everyone just remembers the aliens and they're like, "What the heck is this?" And like, if you just remove the aliens part, I think it's just a good indie movie. If you rewrite the last ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, if you just redid it, we're gonna rank on it. Well, yeah, we'll be fine. But yeah, we we did it. We went through another franchise. <laughs> that means we go back to Carolyn's favorite. Yep, I say we are next heading in. Oh my gosh, we are heading back into Marvel with Phase Two. Let me see. We're starting off with Throne Dark World, which I'm not mad about, but I don't think you're that excited. I'm not excited. I've not watched that movie in years because i think i tried to rewatch it i tried to do i think a marvel rewatch and that's where i stopped because i couldn't do i couldn't do thor the dark world or i like trudged through it and i'm like i need a break and then i never picked up with it again but i'm interested because you showed me at least like what phase two looks like in doing and so i'm inter- i'm excited to see some of these movies because they're I thought I was going to wait a long time for some of these movies. And I'm excited. Like, for example, I didn't even get to watch both Guardians with these. Yeah. I say, yeah. We It starts out, like, a little more. Like, the first two, admittedly, are not, like, the best. I'm like, but then we get, like, the Winter Soldier. We get Guardians with Age of Ultron. I say, this phase is actually pretty short, too, in terms of, like, the movies that we, we get to watch. Phase three is going to be the one where it's like, okay. Yeah, phase three is gonna be a lot, but I'm excited for I'm excited to dive back into Marvel. It's been it's been a hot second. I've been watching Secret Invasion, so you know it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time. Okay, yeah, Secret Invasion is really good. I love it. We're, no spoilers, but if you haven't watched Secret Invasion yet, go do it. It is phenomenal so far. <laughs> they haven't messed it up yet. They haven't messed it up yet. They got six more episodes left. 
I think, or is it four? I think it's four. Four, okay, because it's six, six episodes, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, with that being said, Carolyn, if you want to find you on the internet, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram. My handle is Coffee and Chaos Magic. And Rod, where can people find you? You can find me at Rod Meets World with an Ocean. If you want to follow us on Instagram, we are Dizzy Geeks the Pod. And we will all see you next. Bye. Bye.